Hello friends, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, oh I'm not even in the camera shot, one second, alright, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, this episode is on time, enjoy, I'll do better, uh, first things first, before we start talking about <clears throat> what we're going to talk about this week, I, uh, I, I already know I need to get a new computer, this computer that I'm using is my personal computer. My work computer is a lot faster, is a lot better. This computer I've had for years. Uh, let me think. It's at least, I've, I think I bought it. Let me think. One second, guys. 2016, 2015. I'm pretty sure I got it in 2015. So this is a six-year-old HP laptop. Uh, by computer years, I'm, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that's pretty old. So, but the thing is, I, it took, I timed it. It took about seven minutes for my laptop to load, to start up. I'm pretty sure that's not normal. Seven minutes. It was doing, but even in general, the thing, my point here is, is it, I don't know if it's just me. This might be abnormal, like the seven minutes that it took for my computer to start up. But I feel like in general, now computers are taking a lot longer to start up. Like even with my work one, it, it might take like 30 seconds or a minute, but it's still odd that once you press, you know, power, it gives you like a full minute before it actually starts doing anything. And then the second you go through the, you put in your credentials and it goes to next page. On my work computer, to be fair, it does, you know, start up pretty soon after I have my credentials in it. But a lot of times they ask for, or they tell you not to touch anything because it's doing updates. And I, I just don't think the updates are doing anything. You do the updates and your computer doesn't really change. I've never noticed an update. So I don't know why it's updating for so long, for at least two minutes, and you don't even get anything out of it. So anyways, I don't know much about computers, but I'm very, uh, I've been very irritable or annoyed lately. So maybe that's why the waiting for, waiting for Godot of the computer to actually start up has been a little bit more annoying to me but let me know if that's like relatable like i know my personal computer the seven minutes that I time that it takes for it to to load is not normal but i think just computers in general have like a lot you know take like a minute because they always have updates and you never even see you you never notice the updates rarely is it like something that you've noticed but they're always updating it's annoying Anyways, uh, was that all that I wanted to talk about? Was that all that this episode was going to be about? I got something on my nose. Uh, just about computer updates? No, there's a lot of other things. I need to charge this. Ugh, I hate electronics. Uh, in general, I was going to talk about the podcast as a whole. Uh, we're going to go back to basics. No, let's not put it that way. It's just, I've tried a lot of different things on the podcast. I think what I was trying before was like maybe keeping it 
together under a centralized theme and having chunks of things that I'm prepared to talk about. But uh, I think we've lost the original intent of the podcast. It was called How Randy Feels, you know? So let's just talk about how I feel. Let's just be like real about our emotions, people. I, uh, yeah, I think it's been almost a year since, oh, over a year since the pandemic officially started. And, uh, yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> I think we're all over it. But I just especially felt it the last few weeks where I'm just like, ugh, you know? Not that I let it, I tried to not let it ruin my experience or my life or whatever. But I just want to, I, I only am bringing it up because I think at the beginning of the pandemic, my thinking was a lot towards setting goals, like long-term goals. Like, hey, this might be a good time to set these long-term goals so that at the end of this pandy mandy, we get out of it stronger. You know, you spent some time doing X, Y, and Z, and then when it opens up, you know, you're a better version of yourself. And I think after being a year into it and having a little bit of like, oh, we're locked down, we're open up. Oh, we're locked down, we're open up. Oh, we're taking step a few steps back. Not that you stop making those goals, but my vision has changed to being more about the present. Because before it's like, take care of the present so that when we open up, we're ready and we have all these things we can do. And not to be pessimistic, but I think it was, it's more good for my, it's more good, it's better for my mental health and just for my productivity and everything if I don't think about opening up. I don't think about the future necessarily. And I just really think of like, how can I enjoy today? Even though here where I'm living, there's a curfew of 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. So no one's supposed to be out in uh, past 8 p.m. And it's been, we've had this curfew since January. So it's a long time. And I've already told, I've made this joke plenty of times, but I've been on curfew longer with the government than I have been with my parents my whole life. I don't think I've really even had the curfew with my parents. And this, and this episode's not going to be about the Pandy Mandy, really. I just want to say that it has been more productive for me to think of how can I enjoy today? What are the things that are going to bless me and make me have a good day today instead of planning today for tomorrow? Not that you can't have long-term goals. You can still have those, but not to concentrate all my activities towards this eventual carrot at the end of the stick. So I, you know, what I, well, it also helps that the weather is better. So during the times where I'm allowed to go outside, <laughs> sorry, but during the times I'm allowed to go outside, I've been running more, you know, just going on a lot of runs, like, because it's good to actually feel something. So I've been going on runs and, uh, so that's been helpful. 
I have an ASL course, like I mentioned. So that's engaging my brain and I'm enjoying that ASL. Uh, what else am I doing? I've went back to reading. Let's see how long that lasts. You know, but I'm just focusing <clears throat> on today and the things that I can do today to make sure that today is a good day as opposed to planning for tomorrow. I know that sounds like not the best, but it's working for me. So that's what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, things are going well. I don't know. It just, every day just blends into the next. Anywho, <laughs> I don't know how to get off this topic. Okay, let's talk about this book, uh, Freakonomics, that I probably showed you. Started reading that again. I don't know, man. What's going on here? I had a whole bunch of things to, to, to talk about, and then now, after I bummed myself up, bummed myself out, with the Pandy Mandy, everything else seems a little silly. Well, that's the point of the show. Anyways, uh, yeah, it is silly because I'm drinking apple juice. Wow, that's such good apple juice. And uh, I'm drinking apple juice and lately, I've been eating a lot of cheese and crackers with apple juice. <laughs> that's my snack. It's like a child snack, but I crave, I, I all of a sudden had a craving for it. So I bought two like large slabs of uh, marble cheddar, I think it is. Yeah, marble cheddar. And then the big thing of, uh, of, of crackers. And then every once in a while for a snack, I've just been chopping up, you know, little squares of cheddar, putting on crackers. And it, it, feels, it, it, it feels like that's not something an adult should be eating. But I've been really enjoying it, cheese and crackers. It just takes me back to a, a nice place. It makes me think of back when I was in daycare, you know? And there's no, you had no care in the world. You're just excited for your cheese and crackers with your apple juice. It just makes me feel, it's like, uh, it's like having, giving myself a warm hug. <laughs> I just give myself a warm hug. I've been having that. And uh, yeah, I've been eating better, slightly better. Still have, a, I think I have to cut, I don't know, I still have a lot, I drink, I have, I eat mainly pasta. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to adding a new, like all the recipes that I even learn, for some reason they all around, revolve around pasta. So, I don't know, I'll have to add a new recipe to my repertoire. My feet hurt. I need a... Um, can you give yourself a foot massage? That might be something I need to look up. My main issue... Why is my jaw locked? My main issue is uh, because I have fallen arches. <laughs> Which I love that term. It makes it sound like my arches used to be in such high esteem. You know, like a fallen, a fallen hero, you know, like a fallen star, <laughs> fallen arches. Is that really what it's called? It's called fallen arches, I think, right? So yeah, I have fallen arches. So, and it was never as a problem before, but now that I'm an old man, I'm 29, 
It's starting to catch up with me. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm serious. It is annoying uh, because like I said, I like to run. I'm out walking a lot. And uh, yeah, it ends up just like hurt. If I don't have the best footwear, it hurts my feet and sometimes my knees. So I just, and I have my orthotics that I put in, but I have an appointment coming up. Um, I guess next, not this week, but the following week. And hopefully they get me set up with new orthotics so that I can be back to my spry young self. So yeah, because I've been doing, I've been out a lot running, walking and a, a variety of things, especially during the weekends when I come back home, I have to like put my feet up and I kind of like, you know, wish that I could just reach over and like give myself a foot massage. There must be a way. Just the whole foot feels uncomfortable and then sometimes my knees. So that sucks. But we're going to get that taken care of. We're also going to find out my blood type. We're going to find out because I'm going to donate blood. I'm donating blood on Thursday. I'm excited. You know, I've never done it before. Let me just plug in the charger. Where is it? Yeah. I've never done it before. It's something that I want to do on a regular basis. You know, because it's necessary. I've received blood, so I might as well give, you know. I've been in situations where I've received blood, I think. Did I receive blood? Even if I haven't, it is, uh, we all need to do our part. So I'm going to donate blood. It's going to, it, basically the only reason I'm donating blood, aside from it helping potentially someone else who's in the hospital who's not doing well, it, uh, the only other reason is, uh, yeah, for my blood type. Because my parents don't know. Both my parents are O something. I think both my sisters are O something. So I want to find out if I'm O negative or O positive. So I'm going to donate blood. They're going to give me a little bit, a little card thingy. I'm going to be very proud of it. I don't know how often you can donate blood, but I'll, I'll start making it a thing. You know, I'll make it a thing to donate blood as much as, uh, as much as I can. Let me see how often, oh, how often can, why is, yeah, this computer needs to go. How often can you donate blood? I knew what I was going to ask. How often can I donate blood? You must wait at least eight weeks between donations of whole blood and 16, 16 weeks between power red donations. I have no idea what power red donations are. But I'm just going to do, uh, give me the regular, please. <laughs> it's my first time. So I'm going to just... <clears throat> So after, okay, yeah, the part of the reason I wanted to also donate blood now is because a little bit later on, I'm considering getting uh, another tattoo and piercing. So if I do that, then I have to wait to donate blood again. So I was like, let me donate blood first and then I'll get my tattoo or, pier or piercing. So I, I think that's going to be my my rhythm. Donate blood, like I said, every two or three months. And then after that, I can get my piercings or tattoos.
that's gonna be my my thing yeah it's gonna be my thing I'm gonna be the blood donator guy how about organs am I gonna donate my organs I think I will I've been thinking about it I think you know when you die your body descended like your body is disintegrated biodegrades what's the difference between biodegrade my i'm getting here's my problem i'm using this laptop which is my personal laptop and then most of the time oh my gosh i was recording the audio of the the video of this and then it just stopped that makes no sense i had so much space Ah, oh, this is so annoying. I I really can't stand technology. Oh boy. You know what? I, I just won't I won't release the video. The video you know, maybe I should save it. I don't know. There's probably something entertaining in that little spiel that I did. Who knows? Alright. Probably wasn't talking about anything important. Was I? Was I still talking about donating blood? Oh, we moved on to organs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I wanted to find out if there's a difference between biodegrade and disintegrate. Biodegrade versus disintegrate. How do you spell disintegrate? Disintegrate? I'm actually a pretty good speller, but I can't even think uh what how you would spell disintegrate let me biodegrade versus d-i-c descend no descend disintegrate denigrate descend i'm okay d-e-c-i-n disintegrate okay this then this the disintegrate that's how you spell it i was so off wow why did i think it was d-e it's d-i-s-i-n-t -I, I was so that's so embarrassing disintegrate no not decompose versus disintegrate Biodegrade versus disintegrate. What is the difference? Biodegradation is a chemical process. Disintegration is a physical process. Both have to occur together for a product to decompose completely. Okay, so I guess your body biodegrades and disintegrates. Uh, I don't really f understand uh, what the difference is. Anywho, that happens. Uh, yeah, so it, you biodegrade or whatever. And then, um, yeah, your body just goes into the ground, you know? And uh, so I think it's probably better if instead of it just going to the ground that you... Uh, go into another body and someone who needs a new organ can use it. So I've been thinking about it. I might, 
be an organ donor. So if any of you out there need organs, hold tight. <laughs> Not just joking. Uh, one day, one day, I will be a beating heart inside a new person. I wonder how they, it's so amazing that that can even happen, you know? That your body can receive. Who does, who's the first person to get someone else's organ? That was a brave, no, that wasn't a brave, well, it could have been, I'd say it was a brave person to be the first person to be, uh, to receive an organ. Because depending on how long ago and, you know, depending on a lot of things, I could see you being very cautious because you don't know. Like if you're superstitious, you're like, okay, well, if I get this person's heart, does that mean I, you know, is it going to change something about me? Am I going to be like a mixture of myself plus this other person inside me? Are we going to have a Jackal Mr. Hyde situation? You know? So the first person who received someone else's organ was really taking a leap of faith at the same time. Uh, first organ donor. First ever organ transplant. Let's hear about this. The history of organ donation. Who did the first organ transplant? Yeah, yeah, like I thought, it wasn't that long ago. In 1954, the first ever successful transplant of any organ was done at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. The surgery was done by Dr. Joseph Murray, who received the Nobel Prize in Medicine for his work, as they should. Okay, so let's hear about the first organ person. Because I know when someone receives an organ, like sometimes the, um, sometimes the person's body will reject the organ. Isn't that wild? Like you need to really know, um, I don't know, why does the body reject an organ? Huh. I don't know. I'm just uh, a little distracted here. This whole show is a distraction. Okay, what I'm distracted by, I just got a notification. I didn't do a good job of uh, following my rule of not getting into fights on the internet. This wasn't a fight though. I just commented on a YouTube video. It was about soccer. And they were like discussing whether something was a red card or not. And then I said, straight red, intentionally or not, malice or not, it was dangerous play. Follow through? That same play happens 100 times a match. Players know how to pull their leg back after a kick, especially when a player is closing down on you. In fact, you usually do it to protect yourself. And then someone's like, yeah, tell them. They commented, they liked, and then they said, yes, good to see someone who understands. So many idiots on this forum keep saying it wasn't intentional, as if that makes a difference, and as if they'd know anyway what the player's intentions were. Good point. A lot of things I don't understand now in soccer is, or in a lot of sports, where um, people think 
like whether an action is intentional or not should matter, which I don't really think it should in regards to a lot of uh, plays in sports, especially if it's dangerous play. Like I, I, I didn't intend to put my foot in a way that will hurt this person, but it did. And you were in a position where you should have known better. Um, Anyways, sorry for this distraction here. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Okay, so or organ transplants is what we're talking about. <laughs> we're all over the map, guys. Let's talk about it. So the first one we said was in Boston. Um... I wonder how they, do. yeah, it's so wild that they, they can even do that. So you can have a transplant of a, a heart, deceased donor only, of course. A lung, you can get a kidney, you can get a liver, you can get a pancreas, you can get intestines, you can get stomachs, you can get, no, no, you can get a penis. to really decipher so let me just my my main question how reject ah man i just feel so bad if i you know if if you give an organ and then and then the body rejects your organ that's like the ultimate rejection <laughs> you know i i deal with rejection all right, I'm not great with it. Thank goodness, you know, I, I would already be dead by the time this person rejects my organ. Like, what else do you want from me? I'm giving you my lung. <laughs> and your body's like, no thanks. Like, th like you know, that's the ultimate rejection. <laughs> uh, what is an organ that you can, I think you can do kidneys Kidneys must be like the only organ that you trans transplant while alive. So that could be a situation where you're like giving someone your kidney and then it doesn't take. I'd feel so bad. Um, pancreas. Deceased donor, deceased donor. Living donor. Oh, Bone marrow and stem cell. Bone marrow, that sounds like it hurts if you're giving bone marrow to someone. Eesh. Even just thinking about that. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, blood transfusions. Obviously, you don't have to be dead to do a blood transfusion. Face replant? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a weird episode, guys. So, okay, why... The question that we'll end the episode on, and the question I want to know, is uh, why does a body reject an organ? An organ. Let's find out. When a patient receives an organ transplant, the immune system ah 
often identifies the donor organ as foreign and targets it with T cells and antibodies made by B cells. Okay, you lost me with the T cells. Over time, these T cells and antibodies damage the organ and may cause the reduced organ function or this is known as organ rejection. So you're, oh, okay, I see why. Okay, I wouldn't take it personally then if someone rejects my organ that I'm trying to give them. Okay, because it's really just your body trying to fight. It's like, oh, we're already in a bad situation and now this random foreign thing is entering our body. Kill it. Kill it with fire. So I get it. That makes more sense. Alright. Hopefully this helped. Uh, uh, Canvas week. Hopefully this episode was entertaining. Uh, I will be donating blood. Maybe in the future doing organ, not transplants. I can't do organ transplants, but it's amazing that people figured out that you could do that. Um, you see what I mean? I don't understand science, but I am on science's side. I'm glad that there's people smarter than me. So anyways, enjoy the rest of your week. I hope this uh, this was something that made you smile. Bye-bye.